Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am recording this episode on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. If you are listening to this now, it is probably long after Valentine's Day. So happy belated. And I figured it is always a necessary reminder to talk about what Valentine's Day represents, no matter what day of the year it is, because ultimately it is a day of love and every day can be a day of love if we choose to relate to it in that way. So today I'm going to be diving into what is self-love, how does it affect our ability to love other people, and what are some ways that we can really begin to love ourselves in a deeper way, and what does that actually mean? So let's get started. Valentine's Day. It is a day where the world joins together celebrates self-love, romantic love, love between family members, friends, all of the humans. And sometimes there can be a lot of pressure on holidays like today to really celebrate and get out there and make the most of it and honor yourself and celebrate yourself and love yourself. And I am someone that loves to love myself all day, every day. The difference, however, is before going on this healing journey, I always, always loved myself, but I didn't always know how to honor myself. So what is the difference between those? Loving yourself can mean that you're able to fully just embrace what a fucking epic human you are. Like really taking a moment to acknowledge, I am a one of a kind special human being, because at the end of the day, each one of us is one of a kind. There's literally only one of us in the entire world. So when we get caught up in comparison and, you know, judging others and worrying about, you know, are we copying someone? Are we too different than someone and don't belong? Like when we get into these rabbit holes in our minds, We have to remember there is only one of us. So it is our responsibility to figure out how we want to show up in the world in a way that feels the most powerful, authentic, and aligned. And when we all have trauma, because it is all of us, relational trauma, big T trauma, whatever trauma you have, when we have trauma, it disconnects us from our authentic self. So when I say that I've always loved myself, it's, I've always been able to love showing up in the world as my fullest self, my fullest self, meaning my big personality, my giggliness, my bubbliness, my, you know, emotionality where, you know, one reel on Instagram, I'm crying my eyes out. And the next I'm just like, running, you know, the, the runway in Miami, just like living my best life. (laughs) 
a true variety, but just like fully appreciating who I am, being able to laugh at myself, being able to be my own best friend, being able to notice like what makes me unique and different and also what makes me a, you know, beautiful contributor to the world. And so I can look at, you know, my special gifts and my personality and all the things that make me me. But I never fully knew how to honor myself. And this is because of trauma. When trauma asks us to choose between attachment and authenticity, and we don't fully feel safe to choose authenticity or even to explore what that even means, because sometimes we have to first get to know who our true authentic self is without all the trauma responses, without all the addictive behaviors, without all of the protectors such as people pleasing and control and the need to know, and judgment, and comparison, and the list goes on and on and on. And so when I was younger, and before starting this healing journey, I was loving myself, I was appreciating myself, I was celebrating myself. I've always been a natural at celebrating. Celebrating myself, celebrating others. I love to celebrate. Celebrate life, because I, as I've talked about on this podcast before, Part of that has to do with being so sick, so young, and really understanding that this second chance at life is a gift. And another part of it is being able to really lean into gratitude for what we have in each present moment. And again, if you struggle to lean into gratitude, that could be because of your trauma as well. So our trauma shows up differently for all of us. For me, I've always really been able to celebrate and to lean into gratitude and be like, wow, there's so much to be grateful for. And since doing this healing work, I've been able to deepen that relationship with gratitude and celebration that much more. So before when I was choosing attachment over authenticity, when I was people pleasing, when I was controlling, when I was... um comparing when I would use these protectors to feel safe because that's how my nervous system knew safety. A lot of times my needs would get pushed to the back burner, to the sidelines because I was so wired to really be this person who was the caretaker, who was the person always putting others first in a way that made me feel like this selfless person, right? That people could count on me, that I was this loyal friend and family member. And it made me feel needed. It made me feel good. It made me feel purposeful. And I didn't fully realize how I wasn't honoring myself in those moments. I wasn't choosing myself in those moments. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about today, my experience with Valentine's Day 2023 and how I honored myself today. So typically on Valentine's Day, I would make it a big fucking deal because I love Valentine's Day. What's not to love? It's a day of love. I would, regardless of whether I was in a partnership or single or Whatever my status was, you guys remember putting the status on Facebook? Maybe that's still a thing, but I just don't really use Facebook anymore. <laughs> but it would be like, it's complicated, single, da-da-da. Oh, such fun times. Anywho, so normally I would make it a big deal. I would, you know, take myself out, 
get my nails done, go to lunch, like time at the beach, time with friends, like whatever it was that I wanted to do that day. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm celebrating. I'm doing all the things, self-love, self-love, self-love. And today I woke up and I felt like crap, both physically and emotionally. Physically, I was just exhausted. I've been kind of fighting off something for a few weeks now. And emotionally, I had a dream about my grandma last night and it felt so real. And in the dream, I was just hugging her. And my grandma was the perfect hugging height because her head just came up like right near my shoulder. And it was just like the perfect hugging height. And I just would squeeze her to pieces every time I would see her. And I have a really, really special bond with my grandma. For those that follow me on Instagram, you may remember that I was sharing how my grandma visited me as a bird recently. So if you haven't heard about that story, DM me and and we'll chat (laughs) or you can, uh, I don't know if I saved it to my highlights, but either way, that's a story for another time, but she's really been on my mind lately. So I had this dream about her. And then also I woke up thinking about my mom because Valentine's day growing up, she would always send me teddy bears and cards and chocolate and you know, even as an adult, she would send me stuff. My grandma would send me cards. And it was just like such a Galentine's vibe where all the women in my family would really do a beautiful job of just loving on each other and celebrating each other. And I woke up really missing these two women in my life, my mom and my grandma who have since passed away. And some of these big holidays can bring up major grief. And then on top of that, there's this pressure of like, oh, it's this happy day of love. And I'm sitting here like crying in a bath. That doesn't seem romantic or sexy. (laughs) And I had to really look at what do I need today? Do I want, I had original plans to go with my bestie to this nice restaurant for lunch. And we chatted and she was like, I'm feeling some grief today because she had lost her dad. And she was like, my dad was my first Valentine and I'm missing him. And I was like, oh my God, I'm missing my mom and my grandma. And I totally get it. And we just decided to cancel lunch and to stay home and feel our feels and tend to ourselves and rest and all that good stuff. And the reality is that she and I go to lunch or go to nails or do our, our girl things all the time because, you know, it's, it's a way of life. And I was thinking about this earlier of like, it's really beautiful that we have this day because it makes it that much more special when we're able to really take time to honor and appreciate ourselves in the small ways in the day to day, whether that's, you know, sleeping in, getting a workout in, taking a nice long bath, you know, cooking a nourishing meal, um, having beautiful connection time with friends or your partner, your family. And so when we're able to connect into celebration and gratitude and connection on the day-to-day, it makes days like Valentine's Day that much more sweeter because if we were, you know, celebrating in this type of way, like the 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 grand, you know, bouquet of flowers and chocolates and cards, if we did that every single day, it might lose its special quality to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't complain if I woke up to a bouquet of flowers and chocolate every day. (laughs) And it's nice that we're able to celebrate it in this bigger way um, during this holiday. So 
going back to how I was feeling around this pressure of like, oh, should I be celebrating this? Should I be doing something? And I'm like, okay, well, what is Valentine's Day about? Valentine's Day is about love and about really honoring the relationship that you have with yourself and how that affects and transfers over to every single other relationship. It is the foundation, the blueprint to how we relate to other humans and to the world in general. So I was thinking about my relationship with myself and how I don't need to do this big thing on this big day in order to prove to myself that I love myself, I can really look at what am I needing today? So I'm having some grief come up. I'm having some just exhaustion come up. My body's calling for rest. Historically, I would fight it on that. And so now I'm trying to relate differently and actually honor that. And so the best way that I can actually show myself that I love myself and that I'm here to take care of myself is to honor what I'm needing. And what I was needing today is space to tend to my grieving heart, is space to rest. I just woke up from a beautiful long nap and space to just relax, taking a bath, laying on the couch with the fur babies, hydrating, just doing things that feel really good. And so I think you know, as I'm reflecting on this day and how I didn't necessarily do anything quote unquote special to celebrate, but I did do, I guess, what I would call as the harder choice, which was to actually choose myself and what I needed rather than pushing myself to go to the fancy lunch or pushing myself to go out in this stormy weather that we're having right now in San Diego, which is wild to say, because it's San Diego and the weather is usually perfect to go out and buy myself flowers and just do it because I think I'm supposed to. And looking at how the harder choice is to actually just accept how I'm genuinely feeling and what I'm genuinely needing and knowing that that can be just as beautiful of an act of self-love as all the other things that happen during this day. And it doesn't mean that tomorrow I can't go out and buy myself flowers, but it's the energy and the attachment that we have to these things during these holidays that can put pressure on it rather than just actually connecting home to ourselves and saying, what is it that we actually need? And what's the intention behind this holiday to begin with? And that goes for any holiday that goes for any type of, you know, societal norm where we get together and celebrate these things. It's what is the intention behind it? What is the energy behind it? How can we really use that intention to bring forth what we need for ourselves and our self-care on that particular day and every day? And I wanted to share this because I know that holidays can bring up a lot of grief for people. So if you are in a relationship, or if you're single, or if you're grieving a parent like me and my bestie are, or if you're grieving something else, you know, regardless of what it is, grief can show up on these holidays because of the fact that they're holidays. And so we have memories of the people that we've lost whether that's, you know, passing on to the spirit world or lost in a breakup 
we have memories of these people on these holidays. And so these holidays come up and then we see pictures all over the place of people celebrating. And then it makes us remember how we celebrated with those that we loved and that we lost. And I mean, literally the first, one of the first pictures that came up on my Instagram today was one of my um, past relationships and him with his new girlfriend. And I'm like, oh God, I do not need to be seeing this, you know? But it's also a beautiful time to reflect on like how the more you connect back home to you and the more that you nurture you, the more that you're able to genuinely feel that deep happiness and compassion for other people. Like when I saw that picture of him and his, his current girlfriend, it brought up a little bit of grief around, you know, our relationship and not celebrating together today and, you know, us moving on and all this stuff. And it also brought up just a sense of like being at peace with knowing that everything is unfolding and happening as it's meant to. And that if you care about someone, it's okay to genuinely feel happy for them, even if you are not with them anymore. Again, whether that's a breakup or you know, a loved one that you've lost. And so being able to just have an open heart, which we can't do when we have unprocessed trauma. So because of processing this trauma in my body, I'm able to be at this place today where I was able to just feel the feels, hold space for them, not put pressure on myself to, you know, do this big thing just because I see everyone else going out and celebrating because it all goes back to you doing you what actually feels authentic for you. And what are you doing just because everyone else is doing it versus what genuinely feels authentic. And there's something so beautiful about society coming together and all doing similar things, like seeing everyone's pictures of, you know, posting their Valentines and their loved ones. And like, we're all kind of celebrating together in spirit. Like that's such a beautiful thing. And it's also an invitation to reflect on how you are honoring you and your relationship with yourself, because the relationship you have with yourself is literally the most important relationship you have in your life. And that's what so much of the work I do is all about is building that internal safety in your body so that you don't need something external to fill that void of safety in your body that you can feel safe. And because of that, everything else externally is just cherry on top. It's just bonus, the money, the love, the relationships. It's just an added bonus. You would still be safe without it all. And it's okay to desire it. It's okay to desire whatever you want in this life. So I want to invite you to sit with how you honor yourself, how you honor your needs, where you are still choosing attachment over authenticity. What does little you need to feel safe to actually choose yourself, to honor yourself, to use your sacred no when you don't want to do something, to commit to your full body fuck yeses when that shows up as well, because that's equally as important. Sometimes we don't say yes because of fear. Sometimes we don't say no because of fear. So what does little you inside of you need to feel safe to truly choose yourself, whatever that may look like in each given moment? 
And how can you come home to yourself when you notice that there are certain attachments happening, attachment to what a day should look like, attachment to a fantasy of what something should look like. I just talked about this with a client earlier today in session of, you know, he was saying that there was this vision of what he wanted a certain day to look like with his partner and it didn't go that way. And so he was being really hard on himself about it. And we talked about, you know, life is all about being feeling safe to be with the present. And that's what trauma healing is all about. Feeling safe to be with the present, knowing that the present could look differently each moment to moment. And so how we choose to relate to that is what's in our power. We can't control what happens in the moment to moment. We can't control if something goes haywire and we don't really get to experience the type of day we wanted or trip we wanted or romantic night out with our partner we wanted, whatever it might be, but we can choose how to relate to it. So rather than trying to control or attach on to a certain fantasy or vision, we get to say, okay, this is what's showing up and I'm going to choose to relate to it through leadership, through being the leader in my own life. and through focusing on what's actually in my power. I had a friend give me a tarot reading today and she said, I'm actually going to read it out loud so I don't butcher it up. Let me get it. So she was saying that a way to celebrate myself today, Valentine's Day, is honoring how much of a leader I'm becoming stepping from therapist slash coach into more of a mentor role. This feels like a big initiation that I can imagine or that she can imagine I've been feeling in my bones, even if it hasn't been conscious. So she's talking about how it's showing up in her solar plexus and that I can breathe into that space, remind myself just how powerful I am. And because it feels like I'm truly beginning to own that power, it just needs to be held and integrated. So allowing myself to relish in this truth. And this reading could not have come at a better time because my coach and I were talking about how can I relate to what's coming up for me today through a role of leadership rather than through my activated inner child. Because little Rach gets real activated when she is feeling tired, sick sleep deprived, um, lonely, fearing abandonment, the list goes on and on. She's very alive and well. (laughs) And so every time this happens where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so crappy and it's supposed to be this fun day. And again, like me attaching to what the day is quote unquote supposed to look like. And I get this reading about relating through mentorship and my coach and I had just been talking about like, how can I be the leader? And being the leader today meant actually honoring what I needed, even if there's a little girl inside of me that's like, but I want to go out and play and I want to go be with my friend and I want to go, you know, celebrate all the things because that's more fun than just like laying on my couch and resting and crying. (laughs) And it's okay, right? It's okay that she wants that. And the adult version of me has to, as I always tell my coach, put the baby to bed. I got to throw my phone in the river, put the baby to bed and take care of myself because that is what adulting and being the leader 
of your life and the parent of your inner child looks like is truly honoring what your body needs, even when that does not align with what your mind had planned for the day. And this is one of the hardest things because again, it's that practice of releasing control. It's, oh, I expected this day to look one way and now it's looking a different way. And how am I going to relate to it? noticing when there's attachment coming up, noticing when there's control coming up, noticing when there's meaning making coming up. Like, what are you making it mean about you? If, you know, something isn't going the way that you want it. My client was talking about how he makes it mean that, you know, he isn't doing a good enough job and how many of us can relate to that. If something goes wrong and the first thing we do is blame ourselves rather than actually get curious around, you know, what is this bringing up for us? What is this triggering for little us and from childhood? And how can we relate to it in a way that is coming from that leadership, even if that means just tending to our feelings about it? And the more that we can tend to the emotions that come up in the present moment around these things that are out of our control, the less we are resisting, and then they're not as persisting, right? Because what we resist persists. And then we move through it more quickly and with more ease. And then we get to actually experience more of the emotions that we want to experience. So for me today, it was, you know, allowing myself to have the rest and the bath and the nap, ordered in some Chipotle. And then when I got into session, I was connected back to my mission, to my purpose, to myself recording this podcast right now. It's me alchemizing the experience and the painful emotions that came up this morning, because I know that if I'm feeling them today, there has got to be at least one other human on this earth that is that needs to hear this right now. And either way, we need constant reminders because we are our own worst critics. We need constant reminders that we are safe to choose us, to honor us, to be okay with whatever we're doing. I think something I was reflecting on earlier was that when I see so many people doing these celebratory things and I'm home alone, it does trigger that fear of abandonment. It triggers that fear of being left out, that fear of being left behind. And that is so alive and real for little me. She has such a deep fear of abandonment, such a deep fear of people moving forward without her and being left behind. And I know where this comes from and we can know where something comes from and still bypass the emotions around it. And so when I see, you know, other people celebrating and I'm here, it's like, oh, I just want someone to celebrate with or, oh, I I don't want to be left out. But as soon as I come back home to myself and I connect to like what actually feels authentic to me, not just what what seems like it's coming from that wounded place, but how can I relate through this safe place, this place of safety in my body? Then I come home to, okay, I'm safe to honor myself. It doesn't mean I'm being abandoned. It doesn't mean I'm being left behind. It means that I am just choosing to honor what feels aligned and authentic for me today and every day. And it is a daily practice. This is something that we always have to practice Because, you know, our relationships are going to ask us to sometimes compromise or sometimes do things that we don't want to do for those that we love. And sometimes that does feel aligned. Sometimes we say, okay, I don't really want to, 
you know, for me, I always use the example of Super Bowl because I don't like sports. But if let's say one day my future husband is like obsessed with watching sports, which knock on wood universe, I'm hoping that is not what we're manifesting here. But again, not trying to control it. <laughs> but let's say that happens. And I'm like, okay, he really wants me to watch the Super Bowl with him. Watching the Super Bowl does not really light me up, but let's say it means a lot to him. And so maybe I compromise or maybe I watch some of it, or maybe I watch it one year, not the next, like whatever that looks like. Sometimes it is going to feel aligned to do things for the people that we love. And then other times it's about using that sacred no and saying, no, I'm choosing myself and choosing myself looks like this today. And that might be different each day, every day. So every day I want to encourage you to really look at how are you celebrating yourself? How are you honoring your needs? How are you choosing authenticity over attachment? And how are you actually listening to what your body is needing, listening to what your inner child is needing and practice because it is a practice giving your body and your inner child those needs. So for me, my inner child was needing some reassurance today and some holding today and just some deep breathing today that she is safe to come home to herself. She is safe to choose herself. She's not being left behind. She is safe to sit this Valentine's Day out and not do all the typical things that society does, but she is safe to just honor what she's needing. And that has not always felt safe before. And so it's a practice. So. Just taking a breath with that one. It is always a practice and something that I think Valentine's Day is a beautiful reminder of. You are always safe to choose you, to come home to you, and to honor whatever that looks like for you. This is something I work on a lot with my clients when they start comparing, like, oh, society says we should be at this point, at this age, or, you know, this person's doing this, so... If I do something similar, are they going to think I'm copying them? Like we're always so worried about other people and where we should be and what we should be doing and what others want us to do or expect of us. And then we lose ourselves in the process. So again, coming home to what do you actually want? What do you actually want to do today? What do you actually want to do with your time, with your energy, with your money? Like, what do you want? And showing yourself, even if that's through baby steps, that you are safe to honor that and prioritize that. And that it doesn't have to mean that anything is wrong or that you're doing something wrong or that you're behind the societal schedule <laughs> because people around you may be doing something different. When you are able to see people around you doing something different and choose differently, not just for the sake of choosing differently, but genuinely, if that's what feels aligned, that makes you the most powerful person on earth because it means you are so deeply connected to yourself and your needs and your desires and your heart and your soul and your mind and your mission and your purpose. And you, you are committed to you that you don't get lost in the noise of what others are doing, what you think you should be doing. You just follow what actually feels authentic for you. And in you doing that, it gives others permission to do that. And we all need more of that. We all need more you-ness in this world. We don't need another this person or that person. We need more of you. Because remember, there's literally only one of you. So if you spend your life trying to be someone else or act anything other than your authentic self, you are 
giving a disservice to the world because we need you and your unique magic and voice and truth and heart and brilliant mind. So take a second to notice how that lands for you, what's happening in your body as you're hearing this. And I want you to, if you are able to journal out or just say out loud, what are three ways that you can love yourself, honor yourself, nurture yourself, commit to yourself? What are three ways you can deepen your relationship with yourself and your self-love today? And how is this going to be in service to the rest of the world too? Because we feel selfish when we do this, but the reality is it's the most selfless thing in the world. Because when you commit to you, you allow others to commit to themselves as well. And when we're all honoring ourselves and committing to ourselves and loving ourselves, the world looks very different. Because remember, hurt people hurt people. So if we are all loving on ourselves, we are able to hold and love one another that much more beautifully and effectively. So write out, say out three things to the universe right now, three ways that you are going to deepen your self-love. So for me, let's see, I haven't thought about this ahead of time. So I'm going to just do it on the spot because I'm holding myself accountable. I'm doing the work with you guys. So three ways I'm going to deepen my self-love practice and honoring my needs is I am going to drink another half gallon of water tonight because I'm dehydrated and my body is calling for hydration. I am going to finish these contracts that I've been procrastinating doing. It's been causing a lot of stress and I know I'm going to feel so much better when I get them done. And I'm really working on shifting my relationships to contracts to be grateful for them because that means that there's money coming into the business there are people that are going to have their lives changed and I get to protect myself all in the same time. So working on shifting my relationship with contracts and stop procrastinating. So doing the hard adulting things like that, that I like to, to procrastinate on. So that's number two. Number three will be doing my MCJ practice. So taking time without the phone to fully be present because I do MCJ every day, but sometimes I'm more present for it than others. Today, I really want to set the intention of being present for my meditation, my chanting, and my journaling. So those are my three ways. Water and hydration, finishing these damn contracts that I need to do. I know that will feel so good to get them done. And doing my full MCJ in a present way without the phone. Because the phone, let me tell you, is a very, very sneaky addiction. But we are all addicted to these things. And sometimes we got to throw them in the river. Not actually, but figuratively. All right, my loves, that is what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this Valentine's Day edition of the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I love doing this podcast for you guys. I'm enjoying it so much and I'm always accepting requests. So you can always DM me on Instagram, make sure to subscribe and watch out for the next episode. They come out every single Friday morning. And if you are looking to deepen your work and healing your nervous system, deepening your relationship with yourself and others, relational healing is what it's all about. So I currently have some spots open in my group, come home to yourself. This is all about learning to come home to yourself, to heal your anxious attachment, to rewire your nervous system, 
to create a life beyond your wildest dreams, not even your dream life, like beyond your wildest dreams. Because when we hold space for the unknown, so much magic can happen. So I'm currently enrolling for that. And then if you are a human identifying as a male, we are currently enrolling for our third round of Real Men Heal. It is our men's group coaching program. Three months, we dive into all the topics, nervous system healing, inner child work, abundance, power, alignment, authenticity versus attachment, ego, defenses, triggers. We cover all of the topics and we hold you in a beautiful, small, intimate group container where we see you, we hold you, and you are empathically witnessed by other humans who are doing the same work because doing this work can feel really lonely at times. So check out the link in my bio for descriptions on both of those or send me a DM if you want to chat more. I always offer a free discovery call just to get to know you to see what service might be the best fit. And relational healing literally can change your life if you allow it to. We can do all the somatic practices in the world, but if we are not healing with another human being, we are just going to go back out in the world and get triggered all over again. So relational healing, feeling safe to be with yourself, feeling safe to be with others will literally change how you relate to your entire life. So come join me in one of my magical containers I've birthed for you guys. And I also have some really fun, special things that are brewing in the Rachel Kelly Coaching Kitchen. We have a, uh, I'm not going to reveal it yet, but something about celebrating yourself and also grief. Both of those things I'm cooking up for you. So keep your eyes out for that. And we also have my spring retreat coming up this April. So it is for clients only. If you would like to join and become a client, know that that is an option for you as well. So, so many different ways to support yourself and invest in you and your healing because there's nothing more important than that. So thank you for tuning in. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you guys so, so much. Take time to come home to yourself, to show yourself what a fucking magical big deal you are because you are one of a kind. We need your magic. You are so special, so loved, so worthy, so needed and keep showing up for yourself and the world and the universe will reward you for that. Love you guys so much. Take time for you and I will see you on the next episode.